Hello. This is part three. <laughs> this is the third recording of the day so far, and it's only it's only ten thirty in the morning. I said there was a lot of stuff going through my head, <laughs> a lot of different things, but all the same thing. So if you look at the past two discussions, they all intermingle geoengineering, climate, quantum, balance. So I've been walking past the uh, usual old buildings, churchyards and things like that. And this was probably a month ago, maybe a bit longer. I was going to discuss the yew tree, Y-E-W. Because when I was looking at the etymology of it, there was a lot of it intertwined into so many different things <laughs> and I don't have I don't have all the etymological information with me because I stopped looking at it weeks ago and I've been looking at other things spawned from that It's not going to be exactly the thing that I promised in terms of dissecting the yew tree. In an etymological sense. But it's going to have the same... It's going to be the same uh, effect. The, or unveil the same the same thing so now the, if you don't know what a a yew tree is it is very old they can live for thousands of years uh, predominantly eastern Asia all the way through that region down into I think down into Turkey like that that area and then through the UK and uh, Canada I think as well so it's that it's that kind of climate it's not a it's not a tropical climate it's more of a temperate wet but also warm summers so it's kind of it's like a pine tree it's got pine needles but the way that you can distinguish a yew tree is if you look for these little red flashy fruits on them very small birds don't eat them because they know that they're poisonous 
Um, if, if animals eat them, they are poisonous to them. Mate, it's, it's not... I'll get on to... On to why soon. But they're... Uh, they got like the fruit, of, it's got like a red flesh. And then in the center it's got a seed. Now apparently the red flesh is not poisonous. But the seed is. And I've found maybe four, four yew trees in the, the area that I walk. And it's typically when you see the red fruit. You either see it on the floor or you'll see it hanging over on the branches. Now the ones that I've seen, there's one that looks like it's been there for a very long time. It's very well rooted, very well grounded. It's a very big tree. And it so happens to stand on the grounds of a building that's used for a school. It's part of a private school. And it's opposite a church. So that's another thing I found that they... All of the ones that I found, all these trees are all within proximity of this school's grounds and churches and if you go to any any old churchyard in the UK you'll find very old trees similar similar to the yew tree you'll find like pines or oaks very common uh, is there an oak tree that <laughs> an acorns or is that an acorn tree see I'm not so clued up on other trees but yeah I see a lot of acorns around as well on the floor in the areas that walk around this, near the school grounds and the church or churches and that's uh, I find that weird as well because if you look at some of the old buildings around where these trees are you see what look like ornaments on the roofs at the front where you've got these old buildings or old houses they have these decorations right at the top on the roof and it looks like an acorn being unpeeled or a pine cone in some cases and then all around uh, these acorns on the floor and it was only as I was just walking past a building, or a very old house, that I saw this. I saw it 
close up well closer as close as I could get without being on the roof and it looks like an acorn on peeling so I don't really know what why that would be incorporated into into the design of a house to have something that's kind of out of sight at the top of the house I'm sure there's reason but that, that, that's just why that's just why I saw and uh, yeah with the amount of acorns I see on the floor it's 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 hard not to hard not to see it so the yew trees There is one that is very, very old, right at the front of this uh, building that's used by a private school. Very big building. It looks, it looks, it looks normal from the front in terms of it looks like a normal house. But then from the side, it extends out to the back, very far and down. So it was either built on a hill or the earth was built up around it. And there's that all the buildings in that row are all the same. They all extend down and far back down a hill. Yet the buildings on the other side of the road don't. They're all built level on the road. But anyway, I'm not talking about not not going in depth in that. This is specifically about that tree. So why is it? What what is its purpose? If every everything that you look up about this tree, it says it's poisonous. Poisonous to humans. Don't touch the bark. You could eat the seed, but leave, you could eat the fruit, but leave the seed. Like these are, uh, you know, like foraging channels on YouTube. People talking about the dangers of the yew tree. So, when I first spoke about the yew tree, I alluded to it being. playing out of the story of the Garden of Eden Adam and Eve where they desired to eat the fruit but 
sorry. It's one of those days again. It's, it's just too obvious, right? People keep staring at me. <laughs> I don't know if it's because I look like somebody. But um, a guy just went past on a bike, riding right next to me. Riding towards me, so I, I could see him staring at me. So I just stood back, and then he looks away. It's the same thing, like people in cars were staring. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It doesn't happen all the time. It's only certain days, and it's very obvious when it happens. Very obvious when uh, you see people stirring, and it's not all people. Not everyone is doing it, but the people that do, the people that do do it, they make it very obvious. So I just make eye contact with them. To see if there's any any response, I guess. You know, like your your zipper's open, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> but no, it's not. <laughs> anyway, back to the U tree. So I alluded it to being like the story of Adam and Eve because you can eat the fruit, the flashy bit. But if you eat too much of it, you could die. Not that you will. It's not a definitive. It's the possibility. There's a higher possibility that you could. Because it's talking about... The story of Adam and Eve is about desire, right? So... I was actually thinking about this yesterday. So what was the outcome of that story? So they desired to eat whatever it was. It was a desire, right? And they followed through with it. Eve observed it. She then got Adam to come. Adam has observed her eating it. So he ate it and she observed and he observed. So they became more dense, more physical and succumb to desire and the consequences of that are now you must balance physicality and the inner world call it spirituality just as a label the outer world being the desire that it was a transmutation that occurred that's what I think the story is describing and when you look at it in terms of the yew tree you could eat one of the berries from the tree and you might be okay but then you may desire to eat more because maybe it tastes good so you eat more and then you may get sick because you're now unbalanced 
because the tree is you could eat one but if you can't control the desire it'll make you sick because the tree can live forever seemingly it can live for thousands of years so if we say that if I say that forever is basically just my existence my physical existence I, I can't quantify any any further than that so I can say that that is what I define as forever it can live longer than me and has done so the special parts of special functions of the tree right so if a branch is cut or if it falls it can grow another tree where it where it falls it's always it's always striving towards life even though it's got connotations of death that if you eat too much or if you touch the bark or handle it too much enough of the enough of the toxins from the tree can enter your skin and can make you sick and in some cases cause death yet the same branch the same bark can be cut fall on the ground and regrow as a new tree and now uh, <laughs> if you look at look at it in pop culture right you've got a franchise a movie franchise superheroes now there's, there's a tree <laughs> there's a tree in one of those movies or a series of movies or franchise of movies and he cuts himself up and then you see in the next movie that he's regrowing he cuts his arm off in order to provide a handle for an axe or a hammer and this is the, the him cutting off the his tree arm or branch provides a handle for the superheroes super hammer slash axe I can't remember what it was but it's like unbreakable and I think that is a nod to the yew tree because it's signifying death and rebirth he cuts his arm off or he sacrifices himself but then in the next movie he's regrowing He's regrowing from a branch in a pot. 
I think that was one of the earlier movies, actually. I can't remember. Oh, I need to look at... I need to watch to see what happened. But I'm sure he's regrowing in a pot in the next movie or at the end of the movie. And that, that's hard. That's, that's the yew tree. Is death and rebirth. It's, it would be Pluto if you wanted to... You wanted to is that Greek mythology? But it's the planet or is it Roman? Oh, I don't know. See this is uh raw, live and uncut. <laughs> well maybe not live now, but you get what I mean. Um yeah. But it is like relating to mythology. And Pluto is... Uh, they Didn't they discard it as being a planet? They said it was too small or something. So... Now it's just an object. But... That signifies death and rebirth. Transformation. That's the yew tree. The yew tree is able to transform itself. It represents death and it de represents rebirth. And it embodies the... the story of Adam and Eve. And Isis. That's... I actually found, when I was doing the etymology originally, it took me to Isis, the Egyptian god. And you, Y-E-W, is very close in terms of phonetics to a Semitic race. And who was Jesus? He was king of the, king of the U's. And what did Jesus do? Death and rebirth, resurrection. So, whilst what I'm saying might not make sense entirely, what I'm trying to highlight is that it's all pieces of the same puzzle. That the mythologies are all built on the same thing. That the Celts, the Celtic, um, or the Irish, they worship trees, right? I, can't, I don't know what it's called, but there's a branch of like. Oh no, was it mysticism, astrology or something where you have a Celtic tree based on the day you were born. This uh, tree that signifies something about you. And what, why? Is that the first thing that You could say that that's the first thing that they saw 
because why would they be looking up right they would be looking at the environment around them and then once you've figured out what's going on around you and what those things symbolize then you might start to look up and realize or wonder what do those things symbolize what do they mean so maybe all of that knowledge about the trees was known and the symbolism of for instance the yew tree death and rebirth because it embodied that that was then applied to other things that could be seen that embodied the same thing so that's why I say that everything is related because everything is governed by balance and the yew tree represents that represents balance because if you eat too much of the flesh of the fruit then it can cause death that's balance it's it's a it's a consequence of desire greed or specifically greed and desire so that that's what it's teaching you you get a bowl of this fruit from this from this yew tree you eat one and you feel fine but then you're like oh wow I love this and you just eat the whole thing you eat the whole bowl and then it's like oh what what happened to him and they would say in an autopsy there was a certain amount of a certain alkaline or toxin or something in the blood that caused pulmonary you know they give you a technical microscopic explanation for it when really it was just uh, they gave in to their desire and the tree taught them a lesson so to speak I think that's what I think that's what's happened right everything has become so focused so everything's been looked at with a microscope you know so that you lose what's going on above that do you know what I mean it's like If you had a microscope, somebody's collected a sample of rain and somebody collected a sample from a river or a lake. They're both the same thing, right? Com- the composition of the thing should be the same. And the person may say they're the same thing, but they came from different bodies. 
and they describe different aspects of the same thing. They're ex- different expressions of the same thing. It's rain. It's water. One fell from the sky as rain. We what we call rain because it fell from the sky. One was collected from a body of water, a lake or river. It's the same thing, but it's different expressions. And when you look at things under a microscope, you lose that. You lose the subjectivity. Unless somebody tells you, oh, that, that's rain and that was from a lake. But even then, you may say, well, it's the same thing, isn't it? Because scientifically, they're looking at it under a microscope and it's the same thing. And that's what a microscope can't capture. It can't capture the expression. It can't capture the source. It tells you nothing about source. So that's why I say to just not put things under the microscope all the time. But that's the way that people are led. People are led to... They're taught like that. Put things under the microscope to find out the composition of it. But that's fine, but you're only finding out one part of the story. You find out the composition of that thing that you're looking at, that small microscopic detail, but you lose the source, you lose the expression, which is the context, which is the... the bigger picture. And that's what happens in science. Geoengineers creating chemicals to spray in the sky to reflect the sunlight to counter greenhouse gases to provide a cooling effect but that's a microscopic look at it they're very focused on one particular area just to create cooling They don't look at it from a general perspective. They are too, too under the microscope. In order to function correctly, you need to see the bigger picture because that's where you find balance. If you're under the microscope, you polarize. You're not seeing the whole thing. And people can disagree, that's fine. Because what I'm saying is both true and not true at the same time, isn't it? Because you may not see what I see. But other people may see what I see. 
that, that's just the nature of this of whatever this is it's just a, you could call it just a series of expressions of things but if we just say the world the people the objects they're all expressions of the same thing and that is balance and that is what the yew tree symbolizes and that is what the story of adam and eve symbolizes the need for balance and because adam and eve could not be balanced in the approach that they gave into the desires that they were now thrust into a state of imbalance and that only they could manage it because God, the creator, the person who allowed them into the garden or person that told them not to eat the fruit which could be some aspect of them, right? could be the conscience or some aspect of them telling them not to eat it and then they give in to that desire and that creates the imbalance and then it's like right, you're on your own now you have to find balance so I think that's as much as I can say about it at the minute I could keep talking but <laughs> it might just not I think it's uh, it's enough as it is